0: Welcome, 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 welcome back my babes to another episode of the Bougie Boss podcast. This is your host, Marissa Janae. I'm so excited that you are here for another week. We are kicking off another season of the podcast. If you listened to last week's podcast, the Welcome Back Podcast, you know that we have some great things coming up for this podcast. So I'm super excited that you are here today. I hope that you are enjoying your Monday. I hope that you will enjoy the rest of the week and that you will get into this topic for today. So like I said in last week's podcast, I said that we were going to have a special segment for the podcast now called the Bougie Boss Collective, right? And I said that I was going to invite some of my closest friends um, here on the podcast to do this segment, to give their perspectives outside of my perspective ongoing. And I'm super excited to have these ladies on today with me. So I'm not gonna speak long. You know, you know I like to get long-winded up on this here podcast, but I am not gonna speak long today. I'm gonna have each of them introduce themselves and then we're gonna kick off the podcast with the scripture of the week. So I'm gonna go ahead and ask my good friend, Mark, Marquita to introduce herself. Marquita, tell us where you're from. Tell us your marital status. Tell us what you do and anything else that you would like to share with our listeners. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> My name is
1: Marquita. I am from Philadelphia. Woo, woo. <laughs> and um, I'm very, very excited to be on here today. I am a mother of two children uh, 11-year-old daughter and 14-year-old son. I am a wife. I have been married almost 16 years now. And as far as business is concerned, I have two businesses. I am an insurance and annuities and financial advisor agent. And I also have a health and wellness company that I run with a partner. And I am a Christian, Jesus first, thank God, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and um, I am very, very excited to participate in this podcast with my very, very good friend, Marissa. Um, She has me stepping out of my comfort zone, <laughs> getting on a podcast. I'm not used to doing things like this, so bear with me. But I am, however, very excited to be here with her and the other two young ladies you're about to meet.
0: Yes, I'm super excited as well. Well, get comfortable, honey, because we got a long road ahead, all right? Well, I'm going to go ahead and move on over um, <laughs> to Nafisa. Hey.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
2: I'm glad to join you guys as well. Um, my name is Nafisa. Um, I have two children as well. I have a 20-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, I have, uh, I've been married now five years. I'm in the health and wellness uh, business as well. I'm a a care nurse and also in the business right now of getting ready to open up an agency as well um, for um, children with autism and disabilities. We have been uh, working very hard trying to get things together as well. Um, Also a Christian, very well, uh, I want to say, since I was born. My family has been in the Christian base since we were babies, so uh other than that um uh, that's about it for me <laughs>
0: yes thank you so much for being here mm-hmm. yes i cannot wait to get into this conversation so um last but not least i have tiara you guys um she's not a stranger to the podcast you did hear from her in our courting versus dating podcast if you haven't listened to that podcast scroll on back to that podcast and make sure that you listen to that podcast but tiara hey hey hey
3: hey 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 <laughs> Hey guys, um, I am Tiara Nickerson. Um, I am corny, passionate, and I love to have fun. Um, I'm also a model, a blogger, a business owner, and I like to call myself God's princess. And I also have a ministry called Bella Uncovered where where I just preach the word and encourage people to live freely, authentically, and boldly without fear, uh, knowing who they are in God. Marissa, you already know, we are, you already know, I'm super excited and honored that you have chosen me to do this with you ladies. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the conversations. I'm excited for the impact that it's going to have, and I'm just happy to be here, so
0: yay. Yes, absolutely. And you hit it, the nail on the head impact. We're definitely looking to make an impact here. You know, I just wanted to do something different. You guys always hear from me. Sometimes I have guests onto the podcast, but I just wanted to do something a little, a little different. Um, I just wanted to bring different perspectives on here more often and do it as a collective. That is why we are called the bougie boss collective. So let's go ahead and get into the scripture of the week. So we can go ahead and kick this podcast into full gear. You already know the title of the podcast. This week's scripture comes from Proverbs 31. I'm in the King James version um, of the word, and it is verse number nine. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Okay, again, that was Proverbs 21, verse nine. And I'm gonna go down to Proverbs 21, 19. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. This is the word of the Lord. You heard it first right here from Proverbs 31. We are talking about the nagging woman today, okay? We are talking about the nagging woman. When I hear about women nagging or speak to men about the issues that they have with their significant others or with their wives nagging, uh, to me, it seems like it stems from control. Okay, it seems like it stems from a place where that woman wants to control her man, wants to control her husband or wants to change him in a way that suits her needs and not looking at the man as a whole and understanding just the, you know, the wiring of men. Uh, I had a conversation the other day with uh, two young ladies and I, you know, I told them that men are wired a little differently than than we are. And I'm not going to even say a little, they are just wired different (laughs) than we are. Certain things that we think that they should know or the way that they should act is just not in their makeup. And again, this is things that I, you know, I've been taught just by, you know, speaking with the Lord and just speaking with men uh, and speaking with women, they're just wired differently. And, and they, they tell us many, many ways that they are simple creatures. Okay. They're very simple. God just breathed breath into Adam, and with us, he thought about it. You know, he took the rib from Adam, he cut, you know, he created and flipped it up, flipped it down, and made the woman. You know, so we're a little bit more complex than men, I, you know, and that's just the way that we operate so i'm just going to hand it over to one of the ladies and i just want you guys to just let's talk about this whole nagging situation we have uh you know married women here we have the single women here we have the previous you know married woman here so you're definitely going to get different perspectives on just basically how to talk to a man and how to one get him to listen without nagging so i'm going to start with nafisa (laughs) <laughs>
2: Sis, wow. To me.
0: Wow, wow, to me, wow. honey. Okay.
2: <laughs> so I, I have, I guess, two perspectives of the nagging woman because I am a divorced wife as well. I had a marriage of 16 years and this is my new marriage of uh, five years. Well, actually we've been together seven years, but I, um, this marriage I decided to do differently so when it comes to the nagging woman and a control woman, I am a control freak to the to the hundred and ten power. Um, I think it's about um, more so understanding each other and your communication and how you communicate where my husband now we go to therapy. We actually have a therapist and, and it actually works well with us because I learned a lot of things about men that I really didn't know in my previous marriage, which is men compartmentalize everything like waffles like they put things in a waffle case and they leave it there they don't come they don't let it come out until somebody asks them or say anything about it and then they open it up other than that it stays in that compartment where women are like swords we have a million of them and we're gone about it and we got a million things going at one time but men don't move that way they move like Oh, you told me about that thing yesterday, babe. I totally forgot, but I put it back there. I knew you told me, but I really forgot about that. But I get on that right now. Where before I could be like, you know, I told you about that 10 times yesterday. You still never did it. Why didn't you do it? Where now I take a different approach. And how I approach my husband and things that I need to get done. Because sometimes the angry black woman is not always the best way to handle men because they are like, it becomes a nag because they're not doing it because you keep on asking. (laughs) So because you keep on asking, he gonna take as much time as he need because he know now you're irritated. So why should I even rush now? Because she's already irritated. So anything I do after this point, She's not even going to listen to me anyway. So everything going to be wrong. So why not take my time? And it's also the man as well. I I would say too, it's the man as well. If he is really loving on his wife and wanting to understand where she's trying to go, he's trying to listen so that he can understand where the goal is that you're trying to create. But
0: if he ain't in it, you can forget it. Girl, you can forget it. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're nagging. I don't think they hear us, you know, if you if you start the nag. They don't hear us. It's no. just like a different language uh, to me. But just, you know, communicating with friends, with male friends, I just think that they just don't hear when you're nagging. Like I think you definitely mm-hmm. have to, you know, speak to them, I believe not being their mother, but just in a motherly type way,
3: So. In a sense. So yeah, be,
0: soft. Soft. be you know, soft about it, you know, for them to actually hear and you know and actually think and do. But mm-hmm. hey, what I about don't... you, Marquito or Sierra? I mean, I'm listening, I, I'm I was really just thinking
1: hard about my personality and I don't think like I feel like that's something I didn't do a lot at first. <laughs> I'm not just gonna do it, but at first because I, I'm I'm a, like a very non-confrontational person. So I try. I, I think in the beginning of our relationship, I would try not to do that, you know? And what I found is I think he was nagging a little uh, more nagging than me. <laughs> I think that um, he came from a household with a lot of nagging. And um, I had to learn to deal with his nagging versus myself. But the crazy part is, I mean, I guess at that time, I wasn't really in the scriptures, the way that I am now. And instead of me, you know, seeking God's face on those topics, I just changed myself and started nagging myself. So, (laughs) so I became, I became a nagger for, you know, after a lot of years. And what I found is when I got back into my word and started to meditate on those things, um, I came across, um, James 1 and 19, it says, you know, everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And I when, I when I heard that scripture for the first time, I really internalized that and thought about like, wait a minute, I don't always have to say something right away. You know, even if I'm thinking it, if something's getting on my nerves, I don't need to say, okay, <laughs> you know, jump, just say whatever it is that I want to say, you know, in that moment. And I'm like, you know, let me you know, let me pause. Let me, you know, be still. Let me just be quiet and you know hear things out. And then maybe you know there's another way that I could communicate whatever issue that I think is coming up. You know, and I realized that. And the more I started to do that, you know, the lesser the blow. So it didn't become you know you know things that may have become a full fledged argument. We're just completely missing the mark. The more that we were both actually trying to do that. I mean, we were imperfect, not perfect, but a lot better than, you know, before. And I mean, I really have seen, you know, the fruits of that, the difference of being able to, you know, just to take that moment to think and be, you know, to slow to speak and actually hear the other person out, you know what I mean, hear him out and hear, you know, whatever it is that, you know, we have issue with. And then that also gives gives time to just really have an understanding. And because as you know, as Nafisa said, I mean, men are wired different, you know, completely different. and us as women we don't like to feel that no one's paying us any attention or you know we feel like oh you're not listening to me oh you know <laughs> I told you to do this like she said and you know you're not listening you, you're not you know you're completely ignoring me but like she said that you know compartmentalize like it's not I don't think it's so much that they didn't hear you I mean they just forgot they put it to the back burner and so forth and then that you know could further agitate us <laughs> you know what I mean so I just really find, you know, just you know, and taking like taking that time, taking that moment, slowing down, listening, not speaking right away, not becoming angry, and really trying to, you know, understand each other during that time That I, mean, I feel that that's really helpful in addressing the nagging.
3: I was <laughs> um, just gonna piggyback um, off of the approach. I, somebody, I think it was Nafisa or Marquita. Somebody said something about the, you know, the approach, and. Um, and I know men are wired differently than we are. I think one of the ways that we are wired the same, at least from my um, experience, is that it depends on how you say things. Um, like I was married once. Um, I was married for two years, and before I got married, I, I and it's funny because when Marissa gave us this topic, I knew that was going to be the scripture. I knew that was going to be the scripture. And so it made me think of, you know, how I was when I was preparing. And so before I got married, um, you know, I just kept that scripture in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind. And I was like, I am not going to be that quarrelsome woman. I'm not going to be that nag. I'm not going to be that woman that my husband is like, I don't want to be in the house with this person. Like, I didn't want to be that, you know what I mean? I wasn't, you know i didn't silence myself either but i didn't want to be that you know that particular wife or woman or whatever the case may be um i think the only time i ever nagged my ex-spouse was when i wanted a dining room table like i wanted my dining room table so bad okay like i just wanted every room to have its furniture cuz that's what i like i like to decorate i like for my home to feel like a home and he would say no, like he said, like, I think that was just his favorite word anyway. Anytime I asked something, it was just always no. And I'm like, dang, I can't even get a pillow for the sofa. Is a no for a pillow on the sofa? But anyway, um, but I would ask for this dining room table. And I'm like, all right, he said no today. I'll ask in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, he said no again. Okay, I'll ask in a couple weeks. But anyway, I think that's probably like the only time that I ever like really nagged. But on the flip side, one thing that I learned was Um, is also about approach because um, or far as the the approach um, if he would get upset about something that I wasn't doing his tone caused me to not listen so it's like if you're elevated in your tone your words are just going in one ear and out the other and it's not that I don't care like it's that's not the issue at all it's not like oh you're talking me crazy I don't it wasn't like that at all it's just that as humans We respond to calm, you know what I mean? Like we're supposed to talk to each other, you know, with respect and stuff like that. So if you're elevated, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. It's just going in one ear and out the other. And like it would take a while for me to like actually do what it was that, you know, that he wanted me to do. And like I said, it wasn't that I didn't care. It's just that, you know, how you come at me matters.
0: Absolutely. Because I know if someone came to me and, you know, with a loud voice or they're barking at me, I'm looking at you like, who, who are you talking to? Like, I'm not listening to you at that point. It's like, who are you talking to? Now my defense is up. Because I would think that you would have a little bit more respect to talk to me without yelling or without barking at me. And I believe that's how they feel. It's just like, who are you talking to? Where's the respect level? So, again, you know, we we definitely, like we said before, you definitely have to speak with that soft tone. Though you might be burning up on the inside. If you come out and if you're barking, you know, at this person, again, it's going in one ear and out the other. When you use suggestion, when you talk to men, I believe that you can get more from that man. Again, using suggestion and then with that suggestion, them thinking that it was their idea, though it's your idea that you planted inside of them. (laughs) (laughs) but they think it is all their own. And it's like, once they come back with that answer, then you praise them. Then you praise that man. Like, yes, that was a great idea. What you thought of right there. That was an awesome idea. You know, and that way, you know, he still gets the lead because again, men are leaders. Men are, you know, pursuers. Men are the head of the household. So he gets the lead, but then on the background, we get to direct. So I believe that we use the power of suggestion. We can get more sugar, you know, (laughs) out of this man and more result out of this man. I mean, what do you guys think? I
2: think like you're on the right track. Like it's dropping the seed. You have to drop the seed and let it plant itself. So once you drop the seed to him, you gotta make it seem like he came up with this whole idea all by himself, but you drop the seed to give him the idea to move to the notion. I think that works very well with men dropping them seeds, like them head notes. Oh babe, you know, I thought I, that that blue looked great on you. It was better than that red, though. I thought. That thing was nice that was then he'd be like yo when i put that blue on i was feeling really real sexy like i was that man i was that man you just gotta drop them seeds. like i, I like you better than that blue though i like you better than the blue he'd be like oh every time you go out he'd be looking for that blue like i'm gonna find me something blue let me look for blue
3: <laughs> yeah it's funny how that how how that is and i also um like how you said marissa praising as well, because one thing that I've learned, I mean, I know I'm like this because my love language is words of affirmation, but when it comes to men as well, when you praise them, like they feel on top of the world when it's coming from their wife, they feel on mm-hmm. top of the world. And then that'll help them to come up in other areas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? they will be like, oh, you like this, babe. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. You know what I mean? So it's like when we, when we praise them and be like, babe, you did that so well. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for doing this. That will make them want to do other things. You know what I mean? And so we don't want to always have to come to them and say, babe, do this or babe, can you do this? Babe, can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do, can you do that? Sometimes people don't feel like it, you know what I mean. Like sometimes people don't feel like if it's something that you can do, why don't you go do it? You know what I mean. L- leave him be. If you can do it, you go do it. But um, but even if you know, just praising. Listen, you can get a man to do whatever you want when you give him some praise, and it's in the area you know that they respond to.
1: I was gonna say I couldn't agree more, and I think sometimes you know when we get to a point where we are you know frustrated and irritated you know it's hard for us to even think that way it's it's hard for us to you know (laughs) to think that you want to compliment your husband or something you know like when when you're just you know when you're irritated about whatever that thing was that he didn't do that you know that (laughs) that you had something to say about you know but um but as Tierra said I mean it goes a long way I mean I'm just so I mean I just see the fruits of that you know when I am conscious of that and I'm putting that into practice and I can just see um my husband's face light up and I can see him you know just you know being happy that you know I acknowledge something that maybe he did or or something that you know he said or you know some kind of suggestion that he made if I'm you know affirming that, and I'm like oh you know that was that was great that what you did yesterday or you know what you said you know and I you know I actually I see I can I see the difference you know but I just think that we have to just be just cognizant of it. And we, ha- we have to, you know, just to, to keep that in the forefront of our minds. And even in those moments and times when we do get frustrated about something that they do or they don't do, you know, but, you know, this is one way to bring it back full circle, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. bring it on back. Like, okay, I'm going to, that's my that's my Trump card right there. Let me, you know, say something nice or let me make an acknowledgement or whatever, you know, and that, you know, that I know for, for me and my relationship, I, I believe that that goes a long way.
0: Yeah. And I believe that it just goes back to, I mean, someone said it in the beginning, um, just the understanding, understand not just your husband, but understand men, period. And, you know, just in your preparation and for those that are listening that want to be wives in your preparation season, understand men, the men that you may have as friends, you know, talk to them, like watch them, observe them. I mean, I I do the Jedi mind tricks on my male friends all the time, (laughs) just to make sure that I'm, you know, that I'm learning and understanding and I'm asking questions of them. And I know sometimes they feel interrogated, but I just want to know, I just want to know like, you know, what they think, because I know it's a little different than what I think. Just like Nafisa was saying, they compartmentalize things while we, you know, we just, blab things out like you know we want to talk about those things but you know sometimes they hold on to certain things and I want to know you know know why I want to know why they do this or why they do that you know and so you know in your preparation season make sure that you're putting certain things to practice like I've learned a lot you know and and shout out to all my male friends out there that didn't know I was doing these things to (laughs) them shout out to y'all you know (laughs) But, you know, I was doing experiments, you know, and I, I just had to make sure, you know, things were right. But Get with your male friends if you have male friends, and you know, just start to understand the man. You know, understand his mindset. You know, understand his makeup. Go to the Word. You know, and and read in the Word because that's where I first started. That's where God sent me to first. You know, that's how the the form her ministry was birthed, just from reading the Word and starting to understand men there, understanding women there. Because you must understand yourself too and who you are as a woman, right? And understand your functions as a woman. So I started in the Word first, and then from there you know I started to branch out to the physical you know I started to act and you know really hone in on men and things like that to understand them so you know you definitely have to understand and I think Tiara was talking about love languages like in that in that friendship and courtship stage of your relationship, make sure that you talk about things like this. So when you do go into your relationship that you know certain things about, or your marriage, that you know certain things about your spouse, like, or in the courtship phase, that you know things about him, like what he likes, what he doesn't like, that he knows what you like and what you don't like. I had a friend who was married and each day he would bring his wife home some type of trinket either roses jewelry something he would bring home and she was not pleased and he wanted to know why like i'm coming home every day like I'm, I'm lacing you every day and you are not even happy about these things it was because that wasn't her love language she could care less about what he was bringing home that was because that was his love language and he never uh, or they never sat down during the phase of, you know, friendship or however, you know, they got to the marriage stage to sit down to even talk about each other's likes, dislikes, what they love, what, ter- you know, what turns them on, you know, and, and things of that sort. So he was spending money and she, she just didn't care. You know, she just didn't care. And he didn't figure it out until they were divorced. We don't want to get there, right? <laughs> we don't want to get there. So understanding, talking. Don't just skip over all of these things, especially for those that are listening that want to get to that, you know, that marriage stage. Don't skip over these things. These things are important. This is the nitty gritty that you want to get down in the courtship phase. You know, this this is what you really want to know before you step into engagement.
2: I have to agree with that. Uh, Everything that you said was a hundred percent correct because at the end of the day. Love language is a major thing in a marriage because you need to know what those love languages because I am just like that friend. Don't give me something that you want me to have. Know what I like as a person because that means that you're paying attention because when you give someone something that they don't want, you're not paying attention to what they actually like, even with anything, not just marriage, expectations. I feel like expectations is a lot. In in that thing, expectations, stop expecting someone to do what you do, because they everybody ain't you. So they don't even with your husband, he's not you. He's not going to know that you wanted him to pick that paper up and bring it upstairs and, and put it in the proper place because you didn't tell him that he's not going to think that that's what you're supposed to do. You have to let people are not mind readers. And I feel like a lot of things go wrong because people think that you're reading their mind. You're not reading no minds. Everybody's doing an individual thing. And trust and believe that man ain't thinking about nothing but sports, eating, and going to sleep. And, and that's it. He, he Okay? And that's it. And he is okay. And, and, and that after that, he don't have nothing else to say. He don't want nothing. If you nagging him, trust and believe, he like, where can I go to get me some good food and get a good uh game so I can go home and go to sleep. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's a lot. I just feel like and I I I think I learned that this time and this round of my marriage that don't expect someone to do something because you do it. And you think that they understand what you're, what you want, because that's not it. Because he's not even thinking about what you're thinking about. But it, it's definitely, I'm it, it, I mean, listening. You know, I can go forever about talking about uh, marriages and men. This is not my first time around. About the first time of being a nagging wife, I was horrible. I was horrible.
3: And I wanted to uh, piggyback on um, what Nafisa said. You know, about knowing your partner's love language and stuff like that. If you're if you don't know, like if you're single, first learn your love language. And mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship, learn each other's. So ask that person what their love language is. And if you're married and y'all don't know, find out. Take the test, 5 um, languages.com, Find out because yes, that's the... a lot of times um, our issues in marriage is because we're loving people the way that we receive love and it's not resonating to that person so it's leading to frustration so if you if you don't know what your love language is if you don't know what your spouse's love language is or the person that you're according engaged to find out take the test and i promise you it will um alleviate a lot of issues and also take the um the apology uh languages as well as on the same website that will that right there is transformational. So if you don't know how, you know, how to apologize to your to your to your spouse or to the person that you're with, um, that can lead to frustration as well because they won't see that you're sorry. Learning their apology style, that will break barriers in your relationship. Absolutely.
0: And you know what? And I mean, just going back to just learning your your partner and learning, let's just say right now, if, you know, friend, your friend or your courtship partner, or even if you're in a marriage your spouse, you know, learning who they are does alleviate a lot of frustration, because if you and, and just again, back on the topic of nagging, if you know that your spouse is a certain way And you know that you have to talk to your spouse a certain way, your husband um, or a courtship uh, partner or however, in a, in a certain way, that's going to eliminate frustration. That's going to eliminate you nagging because you already know, well, Jimmy is like this, you know, (laughs) I already know that he's like this. I know that I have to talk to him in this way, or I know I may have to ask him twice for him to remember (laughs) to do certain things. So just getting to, you know, uh, get back to understanding, getting to that understanding and just knowing you know this man will alleviate I believe a lot of you wanting to nag or you know you wanting to say things a million times and you know and have him not respond to you so I just wanted to you know address that as well um and that's the thing I'm thinking as I'm listening to
1: the conversation something that we don't think about well I guess I can speak for myself or not, but when I you know when I first got married, I don't think that I had a full understanding of everything that that meant. Understanding that now you it's not just you, it's it's two becoming one. So that's me that means that you are dying to that single self. You are dying to those things that you, you, you know, that you used to just do on your own and that was okay for you. And maybe your husband may have a, you know, take issue to some things about you. And that is extremely, extremely hard <laughs> to do that. Especially, you know, as we get older, we get more set in our ways. You know, um, we live in this narcissistic world, you know, I don't need this. I don't need a man. You don't like this. And, you know, you can leave and you, you know what I'm saying? And um it's a lot, you know, we come with this type, this type of baggage, you know, you, you and, are um, one hundred. Yes, and like bringing, so so bringing that, you know, into a marriage, and you know, that could, you know, that can be an area of contention, and then you know, that could, you know, influence the nagging, you know, that's the thing, like, but but it really may not even be anything they're doing; it could just be those things about us that we haven't died to yet, you know, we haven't surrendered those things to God, and and and, and say, you know what, look, this is something about me that. I can't carry into my marriage. Um, This is something that I have to work on or, you know, being just being honest with yourself about where you are and, um, you know, taking a good hard look at yourself. Like, how can I be different? So not necessarily, how can I change him? You know, how can I change me? You know, (laughs) so, you know, so I can be the wife and I can, you know, even lead him, even if he does need some guidance. But I just know that I'm really I'm speaking. I'm, I'm talking about my own experience over the years. And things that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't completely arrived, you know, but I am very conscious of so many different things that when I look back at myself, let's say five years ago, and then I look at myself now and I realize that in some areas I was just being the the me before I got married <laughs> versus the me that I should be trying to move into a different space to walking together becoming you know becoming one and dying to the old me and you know and it's a it's a constant process it's a it's a daily thing you know I'm you know dying to these things daily so we can agree we can walk together we even were just talking about that today just when, when we are upset about something not you know dwelling on it and being able to move past it quickly you know versus you know carrying out days of having an attitude not speaking things like that wasting time you know what I'm saying so it's just a process and and you need God to walk through this. If you're going to do it the right way, you cannot do this without God and without, you know, without your word and staying in it and staying diligent in that daily. So, that is- And
2: that equally yoke is important, honey. It's important. It's oh, important. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. It's, important. Yeah. it's so important. Oh God. People don't understand how important that equal yoke is important. Absolutely
0: you said a mouthful marquita because yes um, you did again coming into to the marriage and still being your single self when you haven't transitioned into the married woman Uh, that's definitely gonna cause some issues that's definitely gonna cause you know some some problems Everything's not going to be perfect, but if mm. this is something that you are desiring, if you are desiring to yep. be the wife, start to be do the work now because you can't take that singleness into into your marriage because now you're becoming one with someone else. Like there's another, you know, being besides you in mm-hmm. in your environment. Yep. So start to do the work now. That's that's something that mm-hmm. I definitely learned. You know, just in my wilderness season, I would ask God, and I still ask Him now, like, what do I need to work on? What in me that? I do not see that I mm-hmm. still need to work on just in mm-hmm. me just to become a better woman yep. um and not yes. just for the marriage yep. just to come but just to be a better woman and I mean and he'll answer trust and believe he, he will mm-hmm. answer you may not like to answer all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. and trust and believe he will answer and he will show you I mean now yes. he has me on another you know another journey you know sometimes when you think you're finished you're never finished and Mm-hmm. He, you know, he comes around again and tells you, okay, this is the next level. This is something now that you have to work on. Okay, you've done this that, and the other. Here's here's the next mm-hmm. thing just to elevate you, right? He cares so much mm-hmm. about you that he just wants you to be the best. He knows that he didn't make anything, you know, of trash. He knows that you are equipped to do any mm-hmm. and everything that, you know, that has been placed on inside of you to do. So you have to elevate, you know, to reach those certain, certain levels. So you will definitely set a mouthful on that. Don't take your single self into your your marriage mm-hmm. and expect to be a wife because that's just not going to work honey it's not
1: no no a- absolutely no no I mean absolutely because I mean I think and, and like I said it's I, I said you just think of the world that we have you know and I, I mean you, you hear in one in one breath you hear a woman say you know oh you know I, I need a man I, I want to get married and things like that but like are you actually doing the work to prepare for the husband mm. like if you showed up today would you you know what that plans mm. Like, would that you know, would that would that be something that you brought together, or did God bring that together? Mm. You know what I mean? So, it, it's it's like you know, we, we want, you know, everybody wants you know, microwave world, these, you know, you want the fruits, you don't want, you know, you don't you don't want to do the work. You know what I'm saying? And there is a work that has to be done inside of you. I mean, and it's a major major thing. I mean, and I mean, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I may be working on this until the day I die. You know, I mean, but as long as I feel like I'm going forward and not backward, you know, it's like, I can't be mad, (laughs) you know, so it's, I mean, man, there's some things that have come out in, in, you know, during my time of, you know, prayer, meditation that God has revealed about me over the years, and I'm like, oh my God, I mean, (laughs) there's days where I ask my husband, you sure you, you sure you wanted to marry me? (laughs) Because I'm just, I'm telling you, I said it a couple of days ago, like, I feel sorry for you, like, (laughs) I mean, Just like I said, just just having you know fun, but but moments of honesty, just knowing that I needed work and but but also in God and his infinite wisdom, he also knew that I needed him, like not just any person, specifically him, you know, that he was the person that God chose for me. And even if I was going to fight it, you know, that is the one that he chose. And if I, you know, if I did something to mess that up with it, like that would be completely on me. But This is the one, this is who, you know, and he told me that when I, when I, when I joked and I said that to him, he said, God gave me to you. That's what he said. (laughs) He said, so, you know, so even if I am mad, I'm kicking and screaming or whatever. He said at times, but, you know, I love you. And, you know, God made me specifically.
0: For you, Child, yes, it is all work work. So, uh, woo, mm, babes. Okay, all right, babes out there. So, listen, the takeaways for today is you know understanding, um, getting to know men, not just you know your spouse. You know, waiting to marriage. You know, to get to know the man, start that preparation season now. Start to get to know who you are as as a woman no nagging. Okay. You can have a conversation with a man without nagging, use the power of suggesting with a man. Okay. Speak softly, you know, to that man, you don't have to bark. You don't have to yell in order to get your point across or in order to get him to do something. Okay. Use reason, um, with him, uh, when speaking to a man, ladies, did you have anything else that you wanted to share with the babes out there? I
2: um, I one have to say thank you for inviting us to this show. It was very enlightening. Uh, I think everyone's experience is way different and helpful to every um, every woman because it it definitely has um, life in general. With men, has his ups and downs, and I think that we hit a whole lot of points on uh, a. <laughs> A lot of things of what goes on in marriage and that main thing that uh, Marquita she just said about that single woman going in I I, she was speaking to me when she said that because I was that woman because I've been so independent in a 16 year old marriage I was independent independent living so independent living don't work with every marriage and that independent living it you know, and it also the man, the man can also make you check yourself and make you think about things. When you got a good man, he can, he can steer you in the right direction mm-hmm. when he's really from God that yes. give, give you that word that listen, baby, you might need to check some things about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and make you rethink and that self-love is a major thing. It's major. It's major before getting into marriage with anybody, self-love, loving yourself, knowing who you are. And that could also stop the nagging in the situations, knowing who you are as a woman. And a lot of women don't know that they got issues that they need to work out. And I think that knowing who you are as a woman before you get into a marriage, because then if you know who you are as a woman, when your husband do give you advice or give you suggestions, you won't take it as personal. You would take it as he's helping you to go to the next level. You wouldn't think that he's trying to down you or he's trying to put you in a corner or he's trying to change your life. You will look at it more constructively than just being, oh, he thinks he's trying to control my life. He's trying to do that differently. Where this time around, I have to say God gave me someone that I have to um, bridle this tongue with. And it works very well. It works very well. And that prayer is also a major monster. You have to stay prayed up because the world, and the flesh is, is busy. So yeah. not just the world, but the flesh is busy and everybody wants what they want. So when that flesh overrides you, you have to know how to control it. And, and I think that's where the prayer helps things stay bound and, and on an equal level.
1: Just to piggyback, um, just a small comment of, you know, of what Nafisa said, just prayer is essential. I mean, pray without ceasing. You know, um, seek God's face and, you know, in everything that you're doing in a relationship if you're preparing whether it's you're preparing to um preparing to become a wife or if you are already a wife um you got to stay prayed up <laughs> you got to stay in the word you got to let it be that light to your feet and, that, and a lamp to your path and coming out of that and you, you feel yourself going left you know you have to course correct you have to <laughs> get back in that word and you have mm-hmm. to um you have to ask God to help you at times. I mean, at times, you know, it, it can be extremely hard. And even in moments where you don't feel it's you, that's something wrong, or, you know, that you may feel that your spouse is doing something and it's maybe, you feel like it's driving you crazy. Like, you need to pray and ask God for that grace, you know, to be able to deal with that in that moment and be able to Get gain understanding and to be able to you know work out
3: your issues
0: all right so this has been another episode of the bougie Balls podcast remember the scripture of today comes from proverbs 21 verse 9 and 19 go back read and reflect okay this is what the word is saying about nagging that a man would rather live in the corner of the house than to hear you nagging, honey, okay? (laughs) He would rather go off nowhere else, not even the spare bedroom, but just in the corner of the house just to keep from hearing a nagging woman so let's you know be be slow to speak and quick to hear right so once again babes I just thank you for listening to this podcast for today listening to the bougie boss collective you'll hear more and more from us um, as the podcast progress in this season don't forget to uh, sign up now for the wait list for the 90 day future wife boot camp if you are ready to prepare to become a future your wife make sure that you go ahead and get on the wait list now that will be opening back up soon make sure that you get your 90 day blueprint prayer journal for future wives and wives and make sure that you follow these ladies on social media their handles will be inside of the show notes so until next time my babes bye-bye